0: Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the 188th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service, and we are here celebrating. The Blue Jays have hired a new manager, and uh, it's an exciting day. Uh, and and to, to bring that excitement, because now there's something to talk about, for, for now, until we beat this one to death, um, uh, I need to call in the, the co-host, the partner, without whom I would be nothing. I'm calling him in, uh, as always. Uh,
1: the Vlad Whisperer.
0: The Vlad Whisperer. Uh, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Looking forward to the new gig. You know, I uh, I worked with Vlad uh, Sr. I was his teammate. I took him under my wing. And so I got his number. So whenever uh, young Vlad, spent a little too much time at the buffet just give his old man a call and uh, get things back uh, back straight. And I think that the Blue Jays were right to hire me for that uh, exact reason.
0: I would have to say that of all the reasons to... <laughs> um, like, that is the most tenuous connection. I can't believe that pe- people yeah. are like, oh, he's a former <laughs> teammate of Vlad Guerrero's. Uh, they played... He had five played appearances in the big leagues.
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: And uh, And played... In what? Uh, they played in the minor leagues Yeah. Vlad Guerrero. Yeah,
1: they were teammates in the Eastern League, maybe, somewhere?
0: Somewhere like that. Anyway, uh, um, yeah, the Blue Jays announced a new manager today, I believe. His name yeah. is Charlie Montoyo. The Vlad Whisperer. The Vlad Whisperer. He Which is... is completely, uh,
1: completely unfair to a very qualified new hiring to talk about like that, but, but here we are.
0: Um... It's good that they went with a younger guy. <laughs> he is as many as three years younger than John Gibbon. So he will be able to speak and connect with the, with the Blue Jays' the up and coming young core. Um, I don't know. The thing that's odd to me, not maybe not odd, is that the fact that this is, was a name that we didn't really hear. Ever. Yeah, it's true. It had, it had not been bandied about. Um, and now here he is, announced officially announced, not not officially introduced, but announced. The they had little uh, statements. The Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro made statements, and and uh, Montoyo made a statement about representing, uh, you know, managing a team that represents an entire country. country. We're gonna bring eventually gonna bring a championship to the city. Um, so yeah, there's no dithering, no rumors. It's just like here you go. Of course, this is in the wake of David Bell being hired by the Reds, as we kind of predicted. Yeah, and the Twins h- hiring Rocco Baldelli, uh, which is a shame.
1: Yeah, a little but bit. Uh, but here we
0: go. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean,
1: I mean, well, you were a there's... big you're a big Rocco guy. We talked about that, and and it's weird. His name. I. It's hard to know whether it's the you know names are kind of dropping out of the mix uh, as they're getting snapped up elsewhere, or if it's maybe mm-hmm. because uh, you know the Jays are moving on. I don't know. Like you didn't hear uh, Baldelli uh linked as much but maybe that's just because it became clear to the insiders that he wasn't coming to toronto he's going to to minnesota so uh you know what what you don't want is for this uh for Montoya to have been like not the jays first or second or third choice right but I, I i don't know i don't think that that's necessarily uh what's happened here i mean it seems like there are a lot of uh qualities that he has that uh that should bode well. Lots of experience, lots of uh, you know minor league experience. It's it's a little bit different than what we thought because it is a little bit sort of sort of Gibby like. It's maybe I don't know. I saw. I mean, I mean, people are getting getting nuts, but I saw people you know talking about Felipe Alou, the guy with the who who came to the Expos and and hadn't managed in the big leagues before, but uh, uh, I don't know, speak Spanish. That's probably the only reason they mentioned that. And uh, I don't. I it, it is it is definitely interesting. It's interesting not just because they mentioned. Uh, or we assumed that they would maybe look a bit younger but also just like even from talking to Atkins which I very rarely done but have done uh, he started sort of talking to me about the dynamic between GMs and when trade talks are happening and he was basically saying that there are the there are the guys who've been around they're like there's Shapiro's generation and there's his generation and it was he was kind of like well for you know there's a rapport established between brian cashman or billy bean or some of the the top guys who've been around a long time and so maybe shapiro would handle that whereas you know some of the younger executives atkins would handle that and and so that made me think you know this will be an atkins generation kind of guy which maybe was naive mm-hmm. be, but uh but it very much isn't i mean i mean how old is ross he's in his early 40s like he's uh he's 10 years younger than uh than his manager now which obviously he's used to from gibby uh and maybe Gibby, uh you know Maybe show on his way out. Showed them, yeah, an old guy can uh, can lead these kids, uh, <laughs> which obviously didn't do him a lot of good. But uh, except for you know sitting, uh, collecting a good check there in San Antonio uh, for the next year,
0: he sure will. Um, it, it is interesting. It feels in a lot of ways that the Blue Jays have kind of um, zigged, well, the or they have zagged more or less. But oh. the rest of the, the league has has. Um... Zigged in in terms of uh, everyone else is going really young, and I th- I feel like a lot of the rumor mill and the kind of crosstalk and the you know guys like John Heyman trying to prove their worth with, with with insider stuff, um it's turned into a lot of the same kind of horse trading right and mm-hmm. and so the big names are attached to the to the openings and there's only so many logical landing spots for a big name free agent for example or of, of the you know a quasi big name or at least they buzzed about. A managerial name so uh, as it as in, in the span of i say three weeks rocco Baldelli went from being like a guy whose name was just kind of thrown thrown in there and i i, I kind of not saw it and uh, because of my rocco Baldelli google alert um <laughs> that i'm not joking about uh i latched on to and yeah. then made my made the case for on my own here and then next thing you know he's the guy in demand and then maybe the rangers are talking to him the twins the Reds, you know, all the open jobs, suddenly all these same people are attached to them. Girardi obviously has his own sort of cachet, for example. Um, but then now, that, now there's a Montoya who's sort of, uh, you know, uh, the, the example that I just sort of started thinking about was rather than being a very recent ex-player, um, it's almost more like, um, uh, like uh, what's his name, Brett Snitaker, the the hire in um, in, Atlanta. in Atlanta, yeah. Or even I can't even think of his name—the guy that the Cardinals hired and then extended after they uh, let go of Matheny. But now the difference, of course, is like those two, Snitker in particular, were like longtime organizational guys. Yeah. yeah. Who finally got the shot. Now Montoya is a, is a baseball lifer who, um, you know, as we mentioned, you know, worked 18 years. Excuse me, um, up through the ranks, started managing rookie ball, then he's a bench coach, then he's you know third base coach, whatever it might be. But not in the Blue Jays organization. Obviously, he's been an outside hire, so there's gonna be. The, I saw somebody on TV talking about it. It was just like the worst kind of, just a bunch of buzzwords thrown together, being like he's all about player development and he knows about analytics and he's this and he's watched you know the opener just because he sat there and 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 watched the Rays <laughs> operate right. Like somehow that he's got Rays stink on him, but it, but not unlike the 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 Atkins or the Shapiro sort of general managers tree. Now it seems like there's a Joe Madden uh, raise uh, managerial tree with Rocco. Now has got a full-time job and cash and now, and now Montoyo, but uh, I don't know. It is a little bit of a different hire. Now the my, my galaxy brain take is that uh-huh. all these young rock star types are, I mean, they obviously make a lot less money than, than the, maddens or what a girardi or a dusty baker for example might um fetch but maybe the old old guy like this is your last ch- shot maybe he will work for even less
1: <laughs> it's it's possible and it, it's possible i mean this is my galaxy brain take i suppose uh you know it, it's them in in concert with the secret vampires it's it's like uh uh Okay, so maybe he works for less, but also, you know, they're not getting the higher profile. I I don't know that they're not getting the higher profile, guys. I don't want to say that this was, like, not their first choice. We have no idea. But also, uh, I don't know, Bell was talked about and Baldelli was talked about. Uh, You know, those aren't great jobs either. But, I mean, it's a bit bit of a toxic environment here, and you're coming to Canada, which is weird. And then, you know, to a very limited extent, uh, Montoyo has... uh, as he played a year in Ottawa, he played in the Expos organization. There's at least a mm-hmm. little bit, bit of familiarity there. Uh, but also, maybe it's just like, uh, you know, this is a guy who could come in who Kevin Cash said some very nice things about. I know everybody's always going to say nice things anyway, but about how, uh, you know, how this is a guy who helped him a lot uh, along the bench. And it sort of made me wonder about John Schneider, the New Hampshire guy that the Jays really like, who, mm-hmm. you know, maybe is going to end up, maybe not if it's not this year, but at some point. You know, sitting next to Montoyo on the bench, waiting to you know to to pick his bones clean after the Jays, while they when they're in, intentionally terrible for a couple years, eventually are like, "All right, well, this guy's going to go. We're going to bring in some new blood," and lo and behold, uh, here comes this guy that they really liked all along, who maybe isn't ready for the big leagues yet, but Montoyo is kind of a bridge to get him to where they want to be. That's my Galaxy Brain conspiracy take.
0: That's not the worst. The worst idea I've ever heard. It's not, but, to be honest.
1: <laughs> but I don't want to take anything away from Montoya, who seems, you know, you look at the resume, and you look mm-hmm. at what everybody says about him. I mean, it uh, genuinely deserves it. Seems like, uh, seems like a nice hire. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But there's nothing to immediately be like, oh, for fuck's sakes, what are they, what are they doing? Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know. It could just be that this is, uh, the, uh that, that's just something that you know, I, because the, the Snyder thing is like you hear that he was a guy in the organization that they like. They've kind of brought him up along with the, uh, you know, gone from, uh, from Lansing to Dunedin to, to New Hampshire, I think, or whatever the arc has been with mm-hmm. the the top prospects in the organization. They obviously trust him a lot. Uh, but you always hear about uh, you, you, not, you, you don't necessarily need big league playing experience, but like Schneider has never been, you know, been in a big league dugout except when they had him you know, at the end of this year, they had him in there. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this affords them a couple years to to get him, you know, have his feet wet, and and that's something that they will consider going forward. But I mean, you hate to be thinking about the next manager like literally the day that you're hiring the current one. But I don't.
0: Know. I mean, I don't think it would be. Is it, there, hmm. I could go both. I mean, I could see. It's not difficult to see what. If that is in fact the plan um you know the he you know although one Montoyo absolutely all the pieces fit in terms of him being like the guy um who has come from a nimble environment where you know the raised are willing to do a bunch of stuff he's seen that he knows that culture but again it, you come at it from like a what choices he have There's only Thirty <laughs> managerial jobs and thirty bench coach jobs at most. I don't even think does every team have a bench coach. I don't even know if that's true, um, but I'm sure they do now. Yeah, but uh, but maybe if this is an older guy that 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 the um, the young players can come in and and you know have a that a bit of a bit of a different kind of aura. Uh, I mean, again, the, you hear on um, you hear, I heard people just giving him so much credit for stuff that. Like oh yeah he's a real player development guy you know he he had he had Evan Longoria come through there it's like Evan Longoria was a college player who was obviously <laughs> like an like an incredible incredible ready for the big leagues guy who stopped off in AAA for a while and then signed a contract that bought him out, bought his way up to the big leagues and then there he was and again he's had a terrific career um he was not a some babe in the woods like Evan Longoria was a professional before he was a professional but uh. There's another example. So obviously Joey Cora, or Alex Cora. Damn, I'm going to do that more than once. Uh, Alex Cora is going to get all you know, going to be the example that everyone wants to use. This is a guy, you know, young guy, new player or uh, you know, recent recent ex player. But he did the, the the bench coach thing, and now he, there he is about to lead a very, 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 very good team to the World Series. How much credit you want to give the manager? I don't know, but I think you don't have to look any further than Washington. Where the Nationals hired Dave Martinez, they fired Dusty Baker brought in Dave Martinez, who's a younger guy, you know, disciple of Madden, and it was a disaster this year. Injuries, sure, are going to bother them. The roster's maybe a little creaky in spots, but like the Nats fans that I interact with online despise dave martinez (laughs) hate him yeah hate the job that he did hate the way that he goes about it hate the madden you know sniffing your own fart thing that he's just got going on and i don't even know if that's true dave martinez but i know these guys you know very skeptical folks as as as, as, by nature really 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 did not like the way the job that dave martinez did this year and i don't think that they would be alone in, in doing that i think that there's a lot of question about the way that Martinez managed the bullpen in particular. Because they had a lot of good, that was a really good team. They had a lot of good players. They didn't do shit. Right? They finished, but I don't know if they, I think they probably passed the the, the Phillies in the end. But that was, they didn't make the playoffs. That team was built to win. Now they're, I mean, they're okay. They got some really nice young players. This uh, Juan Soto folk, uh, gentleman. I've, I've heard some big things about him. 19 years old in the big leagues. Can you imagine?
1: It's crazy. Stole stole the uh, childish bambino nickname from the clutches of Vlad Jr. The Blue Jays allowed that to happen, and we should never let them forget about it.
0: We got a shout out to uh, Craig Goldstein though for for making that up. That's a good one. Uh,
1: uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, well, I mean, the, but the Nationals are like dysfunctional top to bottom for like a like decades at this point, aren't they? So I, you know, no,
0: it's true. But I, I think maybe sometimes there is value in having a more of a steady hand a player a manager who has been through the battles and 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 the guy who been on the buses and and yeah. they they're, you know, managing a triple a is absolutely a, a, an art form because it's almost like there's a different set of egos at play guys who think they should be in the big leagues guys who maybe should be in the big leagues uh, guys who shouldn't be in the big leagues but 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 you know have been there everyone's fighting for their what could be their last check their last shot their next shot their first shot whatever it is it's definitely a balancing act, so so the, I, I like that. I like that he brings that skill. Um, I'm you know despite the names that were being that were being thrown around early on, they did, as we suspected, go with someone who speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is he? He's not the first Puerto Rican manager. He's first Puerto. No, I think, there's like, Rican... I
1: think there's like four, uh, three or four Puerto Rican. The, I thought something now, yeah. to the
0: effect about but Puerto Rico, but yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. There's quite a few guys from Puerto Rico who are managers. Cora is for sure. Um, because there's been a lot of has been very um vocal, but um the hurricane relief Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's exciting,
1: I guess. Is what, what I thing. what I would say? Or no, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say just on the the player development. I mean, you can't give him credit for a lot. I mean, a lot of things that the players do themselves. You certainly can't for Longoria. But what I think of mm-hmm. is the names that we can never remember that we've talked about every once in a while on here, the play for the fucking rays where they're, you know, where the, the Joey Wendells of the world and G man Choi and, and Daniel Robertson, like having really nice years, which presumably not to take anything away from their years. Uh, you know, the, the, the theory of the rays, the mythos of the rays is that they're out there, uh, you know, handing them information and apply, you know, getting them to buy in and, you know, having, uh, a a good pathway from the analytics department to what happens on the field. I don't know how real that is or how much that's a myth, but this is a guy who uh who was part of a coaching staff that was part of an organization that took some really fucking ordinary looking names and and you know, got some really nice seasons out of them this year and have done things like that sort of in the past and uh, and I also think, you know, if you're if you are thinking maybe more near term than than a lot of people thought, which is maybe what you know now that we've been talking about this, maybe that's what the Jays have been doing. Uh, you know, can can he can can not just he work his magic, but can they create an apparatus that can do similar things for a Randall Grichuk or a Teoscar Hernandez or guys who are, you know, have skills, have elite, you know, talent at. Uh, striking the ball, but are missing something else. Can they find a way to make those players uh, just more consistent, more valuable? You know, that's something that they are probably thinking about and seeing what the Rays have done with just dumpster dive trash. Like <laughs> you were like, who the fuck is Joey Wendell? No offense to Joey Wendell, but but you know, I mean, some of that is some of that is luck. You know, I'm I'm looking at the Rays like FanGraphs page right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of wacky babips on there. But uh, but I don't know, I, I, maybe that speaks to uh, not, not even just an ability that he has, but just an understanding of how to take the information and get t- your team to buy in and get people to, to see the benefit of doing it. And and, uh, and that sounds like very much to me like a way that the Blue Jays are going to want to go and that they have and have intentionally sort of brought in guys that would fit the mold of like oh we can if we could get a little bit more out of Brandon Drury than he's ever showed or a little bit more out of Randall Gritchick then we have a trade asset to help ourselves you know be better with the guys we really want to build around
0: i would be more willing to accept the idea of the rays as like a player development machine if they were able to develop players that were good <laughs> for more than like a year or two yeah. outside of Tampa Bay. Yeah, fair. Um, but, I know I'm sure that I'm forgetting very obvious cases, but I'm struggling to think of a guy who wasn't like one of the, well, cause remember when the Rays first came up, got you guys like you and I were very good being like, well, yeah, if you drafted first overall every year, you could do it. But the Rays' draft success is spotty.
1: Yeah.
0: And the was. player development success, they, yeah, they've done a lot of nice things and, Again, we're 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 giving them all sorts of credit for winning more games than they should have this year, and for the Joey Wendels and and the uh, you know Jake Bowers and and whoever else. So, you know Matt Duffy, I guess was you know that was a that was a decent trade. Where like the Rays are good at getting guys, getting a lot out of players, sure, but how much of it is is I don't know. It, it, I guess I'm I'm maybe a little bit skeptical of, of well, that of that process when it is difficult to replicate or the players you know the I think if anything, it's just more that they're where they the other thing the Rays have working for them is churn. They're yeah. f- happy and free to just churn through players when they when they don't work out or move on at the, when they're at the top of their value and then have those guys not ever deliver value or be good for anybody else. I don't again, maybe that's not an accurate reading. maybe that's unfair.
1: Or, or or maybe the maybe that's uh maybe the Jays are okay with just having, you know, J. Oscar Hernandez have a good enough season that they could churn him for an asset that they like better. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, they no, don't of want course, him for anything more than that. Or maybe this I mean, this, this is just theory anyway. I don't know that this is what they're hiring mm-hmm. him for. I think there's lots, but but it were that behind some of the thinking. We're it's like Oh, this is clearly an organism Someone who knows an organization that can apply data in a way that is that looks like it's actually having meaningful effect, you know, results on the field, even if it's for just a year or two. Uh, the Jays could live with that.
0: Yeah, that's true. The other thing about this, and and I was just actually I had to run some errands. I was in my uh, vehicle this evening, and I heard uh, Rob Wong on the fan was talking about somebody else, and and a lot of what they said is is true, which is that in this day and age, um. Two things have happened. Number one, obviously, the cult of the executive has grown to a dizzying height. Like, it's just everything the executive and the process, and, and having smart people make good decisions and take information and convert that into winning or, or productive baseball players. Um, but the other thing is that the job of major league manager has always been overrated. And now it's almost like it's like with it it's just sort of like everybody knows. Yeah. Like yeah, the manager can't do shit. The team sucks, the manager sucks. Um like I mean the man managers are have like a one job, but really, that's managing the bullpen on a day-to-day basis. And now I feel like they're even get there's, you know, the, the ability to listen to the right people and say, you know, it looks like we should give this guy a day off or whatever else it might be. But that's really it, and I and I think it might have been Ben. Uh, ben actually, they had Benny Benny Fresh on, and he may have said something to the effect of like, "More, if if anything, it's, your manager's going to lose you games more than he's going to win you games if he's bad at it." So I mean, I think if anything, what we're what we're saying here is that Cito Gaston is the ma- the model. <laughs> Cito is the model manager. Just get out of the way, and if your team's good, it's good, and if it's not, there's nothing you can do about it. Like. I don't know. I mean... And and that's in in terms of X's and O's.
1: Yeah. I I mean, he obviously also has to keep Vlad away from the buffet. But other than that... Yeah, it's... uh...
0: It's really quite galling that that was like a whole thing, wasn't
1: it? I don't know. I'm bringing it up. Uh, You know.
0: You you are leaning into your inner buffery, I
1: guess. I sure am, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean... The manager, the X's and O's side of the, of a baseball manager is is overstated, and and the idea of lineup construction again, the word that I kept hearing uh, in a few of the things I was consuming some media to know who to hate and who to make fun of <laughs> on the show here tonight. Of course, um, but they were talking about like innovative. That was the big the breakboard, and it's like it's not like John Gibbons was some fucking dinosaur. John Gibbons hit Josh Donaldson lead off. He hit Donaldson second every day for two years. He hit Jose Bautista lead off when he had to. John, you know, Gibby play, play was playing Troy Gloss
1: at shortstop at one time.
0: Everyone, none of, a, no, none, none of the people that the, the Troy Gloss at shortstop thing, I know and you know. That's it's become like the first Velvet Underground record of Blue Jays references. Like nobody was watching that bullshit team back then, but we all remember that fucking weekend. Yeah, like it was like it was yesterday.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, we all started a blog after that. Everyone. We, saw it.
0: That's absolutely true. <laughs> In fact. Uh, well, like, uh, what's the origins of of DJF? It was you and Parks harassing your friends with emails, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, just talk amongst yourselves. And we're like, talk about like email just each other with this? Like, no, we <laughs> that would be fucking weird. What? I'm just gonna just gonna yeah. put on a little show for him. No, this is for your entertainment. And they're like, no, yeah, we definitely. don't we don't want it. So we, we yeah, we just threw it on a blogspot site. Said all the dumb things we thought.
0: Uh, how else will other people know if you're smart if you're just emailing each other? Like, Jesus. Right? We're mass communicating here. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know, yeah. It, I guess, realistically, what is the difference between, okay, this is my question now, realistically, what is the difference between what we've read or what we've been told about Montoya and John Gibbons? What's the
1: difference? Yeah, it's it's hard to find a little bit, isn't it? I mean, speak Spanish. Has Vlad Sr.'s phone number, first and foremost. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, I I mean, obviously, Atkins talked a bit about the uh, the, the, needing to know every player in the system, not just the 25-man roster. I mean, speaking of the Rays and their churn, I mean, you can't just know your 25-man roster because... There's going to be 70 guys on it by the end of the year uh, just coming and going. Uh, so, you know, I, I assume that there's an, an aspect of that, that there's, you know, that this is a guy who is is uh, not just cognizant, but, you know, invested in thinking about, you know, the depth chart up and down. I, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that seemed to be the big thing that, that – uh, People pointed to after Atkins made his comments about what he's looking for, and was like, "Oh, yeah, give me ain't that." He's just like, "It's twenty five of us in here, and and fuck everybody else," which uh, which I think there's a place for sometimes too, probably. But, uh, I, sounds- but But I don't know. I honestly don't know what the you know what Montoya is. Uh, in terms of being like the executive on the field kind of a thing. Because he hasn't really been an executive, I don't believe. I know he's got a lot of experience in the game, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that is, uh, well, that's one of them. I'll have to look it up. But
0: it sounds like it sounds like he's a cop. <laughs> he's a cop. There's not going to be the 25 of us versus everybody else. It's going to be like the players are going to be like a 25 of us against him. He's not one of us. He's one of them. He's a cop. That's, that's and I need, But he speaks Spanish. I think the Spanish thing is... Uh, Maybe I maybe I have gone both ways on it, but eh, um I do want to bring in the World Series, which has been going on. And what we're seeing in the World Series, and and in a lot of ways, what we're seeing the way that the the Red Sox in particular, and the Dodgers, you know, to a lesser extent, they've been managing that their team this this month the way I think a lot of fans wish the team was managed every day
1: uh-huh for sure w-
0: which is like you gotta win like you can't possibly lose this game which is true when it's the world series you only got four games to lose and if you or else it's over but the we want I, I feel like you, you can't have that same sort of expectation of like pulling every lever that you've got every game all year long can you? I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. In a lot of ways, I think that the Dodgers have kind of fucked themselves, and I because they did that all year long. They've been the Dodgers are obviously we've talked about it a bunch. Uh, they they operate on a really an expanded roster all the time. It feels like they're always bringing guys in. They're, they I, who who knows who is in their bullpen? As I as I think I joked last week, but like yesterday, game two of the World Series when they they. Loaded up their platoon lineup because David Price is on the mound, and they went all righties, even though it meant that they were like a lot of really good players that were sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I mean, the we talked about the Rays, and we talked about about uh, this guy, but I think that there's only so much that so much of that you can do. You can only pull those levers so many times before maybe that handle breaks. That there's no, there's there is absolutely no substitute for good players, and and you can you can run those run those those um you know those platoons and I I guess I don't know is 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 that again is that the managers job is it is it going to be if anything is, is I guess what I'm trying to say I, I don't know what I'm trying to say is the managers job to 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 do what they're doing in the World Series but in May against the Orioles when you're five years under 500 like is that the expectation or is it not even to like pull those levers as much as get everybody on board with those Switches being pressed high above—is that maybe the job now?
1: Yeah, I I think so, right? I mean, I think it's the, I think it's the latter, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So if if his job is to be a communicator and get people on board and say like, don't worry, you'll get paid, or <laughs> do you do this job well enough and you'll have opportunities to have a long career? I mean. Can, is, is is Steve? Are we is that the, is that the point of the baseball like economy right now? Where it's like you're either a superstar or like you'd be like you could be like Steve Pierce, play every play for 15 years, one year at a time, <laughs> playing half the games, maybe.
1: <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I don't know. I think
0: we'll find out because it will be interesting to see how they build the team now for 2018 with this guy in place. Are we going to see the, like the training wheels version of that? Are they going to be running platoons like crazy? Are they going to be using 150 different lineups to do 162 games or, or, or what? I mean, you know, John Lott uh, at the athletic wrote some really good stories that he had that three part series yeah, that he touched great. on last yeah. week. And yeah. so we did to talk about their defense and, and then, of course, the base running, and then the way they're trying to defend other people doing base running, uh, running around like crazy. But um, I'm all for that. Obviously, that was like the joke. My whole people <laughs> be like, "Congratulations yeah. on your new job." Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Like getting everybody motivated, getting everybody to not motivated, getting every, getting them ready to, to to play that way if they haven't before. Getting taking that philosophy, that balls of the wall philosophy philosophy getting taking that let's score every run we can philosophy and putting it into action on the field making the guys again making them feel comfortable making outs making making sure that they know that you're not going to lose you're not going to have to sit a day which maybe that wouldn't work with an older school guy like or someone who doesn't have this vaunted raise mentality um of like you know cheat to win basically
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. No, maybe it wouldn't work. I don't, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's something that they're going to experiment with at the big league level. I think that's kind of part of what they you know, it sounded like their philosophy was, you know, like the, the stakes are just so much lower in the minors. Let them figure it out. So that when they get to the big leagues, cause they're still going to be as much as, you know, they've kind of taken the pressure off this year by, you know, finally admitting that it's uh, they're in a rebuild and, and you know, <laughs> they don't say, Yeah, you know, we have been for two years, but they have been for two years. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know there the, because the, that like that might take enough pressure off, you know, at the big league environment, but I think still it's like there, there's so many fans, there's so much more media and the lights are brighter and all that shit. Uh, hmm.
0: the third deck syndrome. I believe <laughs> <it's called.
1: laughs> right. Uh, so, so, you know, maybe that's something they'll want to have corrected by the time they get to the big leagues. And, and, uh, and I don't know we'll just we'll have to wait and see how he does it we'll, we'll have to wait and see you know which coaches stay which go who's you know what uh, where they're really going with this this is just sort of one piece of a few and then like you say uh, how the roster gets built will be will be quite interesting too
0: That's a great question actually the the question of the of the staff Yeah um because you have to you have to assume that they uh, that every manager is going to have the opportunity to uh to fill out his or her staff um, when they're hired. Uh, The front office probably has their opinions, their evaluations of uh, how each person uh, performed in their role. Maybe we'll see like not a lot of turnover. Maybe you see, you know, if there's, if there are those comfort levels, if there are those, there are those uh, relationships, maybe those, those, those are, those will be valued. Those will be, Um, respected and if not then it's like yeah bring in you know bring in all your all your people again if if you if you hire a guy you go through this long drawn-out process and you highlight this person you have to assume that they are going to have that some level of of autonomy some level of of not only does he have to buy into the organization the organization has to buy into him yeah yeah um is there anything that you can (laughs) that you can think of that would be like a real kiss of death is there something where like we're watch- if we're- if you're watching a game there in April, it's like, no, <laughs> no, he lost me, he lost me early on. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, other than like sacrifice bunting and shit, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I've like, I, like it. How long was John Farrell here? Two years? Was it? Was it only two or was it year three? Whatever it was, it was too long. One and and I was still by the end being like, ah, but they say he's a smart guy. He should be able to figure this out. And then like you went to Boston and it's like, oh. No, he still would suck to have to watch as they're you know romping to a fucking World Series. Uh,
0: they did do that. Yeah. They won the hell out of that World Series in
1: 2013, and they're going to do it again in 2018. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. I hate it, but uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I I, I have a, a I have a lot of time, and also part of it is that you know it doesn't doesn't really fucking matter at this point either. It's more about. It's more about showing John Schneider the you know get get the front office in his ear like see when see when uh, Montoyo mm-hmm. did that yeah when when we give you the job don't do that
0: <laughs> uh, it was I, I I'm very I amused a little bit by the idea of the, the Vlad whisperer thing like <laughs> bring somebody in that's gonna make uh, make Vlad happy make some make have the you know someone that they can you can have a good relationship with I don't think that matters.
1: Also, I mean, like, uh, I don't know, if if, the, if somebody hired, like, one of my dad's friends, would I automatically be like, hey, yeah, oh, this will be great. Can't wait. I'll, he must be cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I might have my maybe own they just didn't wanna, these guys.
0: Maybe their, their, their true way of, of uh, appealing or appeasing uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is by not hiring a Trump voter. Um, so they had to find the only person... Who would uh, the only ba- the only baseball man who wouldn't support trump and which is a uh, puerto rican guy like there's the only way they could go but the the it's a point to
1: point in his favor i'll give him that well yeah, yeah
0: that's true i'm not because i'm not complaining but i think that that all that aspect is also really overvalued um because from all reports like mike trout loves mike so right. he's the only manager he's ever known that didn't keep mike social from getting his ass well, he didn't get fired, but it was like, ah, you, your contract's over. Thanks, off you go. I, I mean, it, it was interesting also to think, uh, when, as I mentioned, I was listening to the radio, and, and uh, Robbie Wong was talking about uh, uh, you don't need to pay these managers this, these big bucks anymore, which is like these bastards, these front office bastards have found a way to like suck everybody's money out. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> You can't even make money as like a successful big-name manager. You win the World Series, you manage the Yankees. None of that shit matters. Because there's a baseball lifer who's willing to come in and do the job for pennies on the dollar. There's a there's a former player who's you know never got to make that much money, relatively, because he was hurt and had weird diseases. Doesn't matter. He'll work for pennies. Well, Dusty Baker's at home cooling his here. healed.
1: Well, I knowing mean, that he could have, <laughs> yeah, I, maneuvered
0: like they, his way around.
1: Sorry, yeah, but, uh, so we're talking over each other, but no, the. Uh... Was the USA Today report about the manager salaries? Like Alex Cora was at the bottom, and he's like they're just steamrolling the fucking Dodgers right now, and and I was I suspect are going to continue. Uh, It speaks kind of powerfully to the fact that you don't need a manager if you have the players and you have a guy who's willing to be your middle management guy for whatever amount you think is uh, is is enough of a pittance.
0: I am waiting for the for the race to go truly disruptive no manager <laughs> They're going to do the pure Wall Street thing they're just going to they you can see them already, they already started that with uh with Rocco's title before he before he left field coordinator like going to make up new job titles really like flatten the leadership uh, flatten the managerial <laughs> uh, area so the first base coach is going to be doing this and this they're going to give him another title they're going to give him another title Uh, everybody's going to get weird new titles and weird new responsibilities and nobody's going to make any money.
1: That seems, I mean, well, whoever creates the algorithm to run the Johnny Five robot that is going to manage the games.
0: (laughs) And the robot ump and the robot manager.
1: It's all happening.
0: And then, see, they're going to take, as soon as the um, public distaste for performance enhancing drug dips below a certain level, that's when it's going to become like fucking cyborg player. They're going to get them all. As soon as they realize that like, it won't cost them anything in a, in, a, in a consumer confidence sort of way, everybody's going to be just jacked full of drugs and cybernetics and and uh, adamantium and all that stuff. It's going to be great. They're going to be guys throwing 130 miles an hour. Guys having half their face blown off by line drives. Can't wait. Base wars.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically base wars. Yeah. Say that
0: like it's a bad thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, but no. Uh, so I, that's it.
0: I we've we've we predicted the next uh, thirty years of baseball. That's about it. I'm excited.
1: Oh, we could we could talk about one subject: the John Heyman, Justin Smoke thing. What did he say? Said so the Jays are, are not. It's not a slam dunk. They're going to pick up that option, which has got you know all the pitchforks and uh, and, and torches uh, pointed into the the same direction. I think.
0: Can you imagine anything so fucking stupid
1: as that? <laughs> not really. <laughs> But there's enough, I mean, it's eight million dollars. He hit the escalator to, uh, you know, to to make it eight million dollars, which is not a lot. But the, it's it's just it's such a weird you to to even to even contemplate it. You have to think about it in such a weird, stupid like Wall Streety way, which hint is how fucking baseball teams are doing it. But it's like, well, what would he get on the open market? Like, why do we, why wouldn't we just decline that and then. And then, if we wanted to re sign him, we could re sign him for that much anyway. Or maybe we'd do something else with that roster spot and that money. And, like, I think you could convince yourself if you're one of those types that maybe that's a, a way to go. But
0: I am I know, he's so mad good. right now. Yeah, I, don't know. I am so mad. That is like, I am offended. I'm offended by this idea.
1: <laughs> offended me. Well, let's wait till they do or don't do it. But I mean, in my discussions with people on, on the Twitter machine about it, uh it was like well you know they could have had josh donaldson for like a year and 18 million dollars probably uh and they were like no we'll pass on that so i mean the the smoke thing would be a more extreme example of that but but would we put it past them would we put it past rogers to be like yeah by the way uh you better cut some more of that payroll otherwise these renovations are never going to fucking happen um they could be you know they could be making decisions that are more financially based than I think a lot of people want to believe, because they've run high payrolls the last couple of years. Like, I mean, I think it would be lovely to have Russell Martin as a as a mentor, not just for Danny Jansen, but you know, it's a great guy for young pitchers to be working with and uh, you know, could still make himself useful in the second half of a season when he's just basically like uh out there out there for show <laughs> putting on his third baseman's glove or whatever. But uh I don't but and and it, it may be the benefits of that versus just saving twenty million dollars are probably not apparent to fans who are like, well no, just, just 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 like have a better player and have all that good stuff. But uh, but behind the scenes, my wondering is the thing that I think about is that maybe uh maybe there are people in the in the front office's ear who, uh, you know, work above them who are like, Yeah, no, you you wanna say you wanna free up as much of that twenty million dollars as possible because uh, this is this is what payroll is going to be like from now on for a little while. A terrifying thought.
0: I'm so mad.
1: It, it, I wouldn't put ooh. it past them. Would you put it past them? I wouldn't. I, I lived through the Troy Glossett shortstop weekend. I remember how this team could operate <laughs> in the worst of times.
0: I just don't see it for this player in particular. Because he's good and he has tr- i would assume he has trade value now i would probably be wrong because no one has trade value if you make more than a million dollars a year apparently you are worthless because every team in, in baseball is just trying to get that money away Some, somebody see this is the stupid thing it, my pipe dream of like someone's gonna not do what the brewers did but do an equivalent of it and like cobble together an old team with an old rich manager and win the world series God, I will, I, there's a part of me that just wants that to happen. It's not going to happen. Every, for all the Brewers' love that we spilled and, and adoration, everyone's going to want to do what the Red Sox have done, which oh. is develop an insane core of homegrown players that you can have a measure of control of their what they cost you both now and in the future. And also have $30 million to give to a starting pitcher and then have $30 million to give to a prospect and then trade him for another pitcher. Yeah. But anyway, like, I don't know. I just, it to me, on its face, it's crazy to think that you couldn't trade Justin Smoke. And right. even if you're kicking in money, like pick up that $8 million option, even if you pick up $4 million and so then you're saving $4 million and then you trade him, like, there's no. He has no value at at, at four million dollars for one year. That's crazy to me. But then again, who can even make sense of the the state of the game right now? Every it feels like every team or every everyone's trying to prove or or, or just seeking like the maximum amount of, of of value. Like, well, I could get the I can get I can get a player who's seventy five percent of that for twenty five percent of the cost. Like, how do you say bad? How do you say no to that? I guess
1: right. Well, and, th- and this was the thing with the Donaldson thing, too, right? I mean, this was an argument that I kept coming back to, not when I was justifying it, but when I was trying to, you know, think about how might the Jays actually be thinking about this? Because it seems like they're serious. Uh, and it's the idea that, like, okay, yeah, you could pay you could pay him uh, $18 million for one year. but mm-hmm. if, But if you had $18 million, you could spread it around and and limit your risk by taking on, you know, three guys as opposed to like putting all your eggs in the, you know, and, and thinking about it in that stupid fucking way. <laughs> but which but it, which is a way that I think that, you know, these guys think and they probably have to think they have to they they they're like, "Oh, give me, you know, free up 18 million dollars on my payroll and I could do some great things with that that'll be less risky than just dumping it all in Josh Donaldson's lap for a year, which is stupid cuz yes that's risky but the the reward is uh is potentially enormous and and uh but if you're if you're talking about 2019 when you're going to be bad anyway like what what yeah. is the reward your your reward is is maybe you get to trade him but also maybe it's he's not healthy and you just wasted that money for no reason and i don't know there there if you really start to Get into the weeds of what they you know of that kind of mentality about it you can maybe start to see where this idea wouldn't be just completely fucking laughable, but it's I don't a know, disease for a, for a, yeah, and for an, an average fan, it's hard to to do because
0: it's the true it's a yeah. disease because not it's not for the average fan. I was let me tell you a place you don't ever want to go, and that is the mentions of the river avenue blues uh, <laughs> Twitter account okay because they're having uh there was a they did a post today and it was who would you rather Manny Machado or Bryce Harper because the Yankees are in the kind of position where they can make those choices now the the real Yankees answer should be of course what
1: oh it should be Manny Machado
0: no it should be both oh sure, Yankees, I guess it should be both. both sure well, yeah, the Yankees why the hell not yeah fuck you is the Yankees response the, the Yankees, the, God bless that Yankees gif that it was, it was like eight years oh, old or 10 yeah. years old. It's incredible. Fuck it's so perfect. Fuck you, Cruz. Fuck you, that big, huge dude. Oh my God, it's so good.
1: Oh, yeah, it's perfect.
0: That gif, the answer of that, the, that gif version is both. I want Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. And if you're the Yankees, why not? And then I saw people in the mentions, Yankees fans, who are. Well, ostensibly uh, 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 idiots. Saying they want neither. Nah, I don't want any of them. $30 million a year, you could do a lot with that money. You're the Yankees! They're the... its oh. It should be both. If you're the Yankees, if you have the opportunity to sign both those guys, you do it. I don't care if you have to play him in center field, you can play Bryce Harper, you can play Giancarlo Stanton at shortstop, it doesn't fucking matter. You're going to hit 350 home runs. Like, you're going to... Literally two a game. You you could keep put the Yankees down for, and they'll still finish behind the Red Sox. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just it's sad when not sad. I don't know. Is it sad? But a little, a little lean lean into the fact that you are a Yankees fan and just say both and be done with it. The other people were like, none. They pitch. Could Bryce Harper pitch? Like some like pitching is the Yankees' problem. The Yankees won 103 games or whatever when the team the fans are convinced the team's awful. So they they, they have that part of the Yankees fan identity right. But But
1: uh, well, they gotta they uh, gotta get that Real Madrid thing where it's like yeah, no, just bring them all in. So they they can't play together. Oh, sit one, we'll play the others. It'll be fine. Just keep paying them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, that, they should do that. Why not? Why not? Just be like Manchester City, yeah, you know, spend so much money as to make the league not competitive, but you still get a trophy at the end if you win. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anything else? Vlad Guerrero forgot how to get out. There's no. You and I talked about this briefly, which is that there's no more. Um, this feels like the Arizona Fall League talk has has gone away. The buzz has buzzed down. No one's really chatting about it anymore. You don't see as much coverage. Yeah, or,
1: maybe, maybe after the World Series, they'll they'll air some games. I don't. I don't know. I mean, Vlad is it, you know it's a joke. We were looking. Yeah, we talked about this off air, and we're looking it up. And it's like, I think he has forty one uh, uh, at bats. I don't know plate appearances. Has one strikeout, and is hitting like four sixty. And uh, you know, yeah, what the hell is he doing there? It's just some terrifying young pitchers who are just like ah. Oh. I'm just trying to recover from Tommy John. Fuck, man! What are you doing to me?
0: <laughs> I didn't get enough reps this uh, this year. So here <laughs> I am pitching in this weird, empty stadium, and now suddenly I'm facing this monster as a big leaguer in under the guise of uh, of, uh, of reps. Uh, what a silly thing! Anyway, Vlad's down there killing it. Nate Pearson's down there walking people. Hmm. That's it. That's it. I think that's it. I don't know yeah. what else there to say. I hope, maybe it would be nice if the if the World Series got a, got exciting and continued onward past uh, what looks like an inevitable Red Sox march. God damn, they are a good team. It's it's like almost not fair when a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. starts to hit.
1: Yeah. But you know what? They'll be bad in a couple years, maybe 3, but but it's it's fine. DeBraski will fuck this up. I have a lot of faith.
0: Well, he's going to throw the world at Mookie Betts, and they're going to make him a Red Sox forever, which wow. is probably a that's good thing. the that's
1: the one guy you would do that to, yeah.
0: There was a somebody it was Lou uh, Lou Mer- I guess he does Red Sox. Writing. Oh, I saw
1: that. I saw that tweet about yeah. how
0: Mookie Betts like was feeding homeless guys in Boston last night. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. What a what a player. And uh, it, at the risk of, I may I, I I'm not sure if I said this before. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. At the risk of doing like a the bad con- comparison thing, he remind, like he plays center field. Like the last person I saw him who played the outfield, know, like that was Devon White. It's ridiculous. Everything is easy. He doesn't have to try. He's always just standing there waiting for the ball to come down. It's insane, and he has a cannon. God, I hate them. <laughs> I don't. I, I I'm like my my wife's like, who are you cheering for? I'm like, I'm not going to say it out loud. But I know who I want to see win, and it's not the Donchis.
1: I mean, you don't have to want anyone to win. I mean, you could acknowledge who the best team is and not particularly enjoy (laughs) what's going. I'm definitely
0: like rooting for David Price, which is well, rooting David Price is fine. Uh, Rooting for Chris Sale, I I just am so like put. I'm so compelled. Like I just find Chris Sale so interesting as a pitcher, as a person. He's probably trash. Like just well, I mean, he he was a nice man to talk to. But he's like a weird red-ass Floridian, so I'm sure he's not that yeah, cool yeah. when to get beyond the professional, uh, you know, the guise of, of professional responsibilities. Um, but yeah, and Ivaldi and is a monster. Throws 102 miles an hour for fun. In relief now, just because they need him to. I don't know, Kimbrel's so good. Kimbrel's like the, probably the two or three best guys ever to do that job.
1: It's crazy. Wow, he's trash now.
0: He's, he's getting outs.
1: Yeah, it's it uh, it's not as spectacularly as before, but yeah, no, he's very good. I know.
0: Well, there's always you know the the thought of Rick Porcello like doing something bad, and sucking.
1: The Dodgers are fun too. They're all right. Fuentes great, but no, I I I cannot deny the David Price thing. It's nice to see him get, you know, shake the reputation of it and actually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, will it will be a very deserved uh, victory for him? I think, and he was obviously. A guy who, despite the fact that he's playing for Boston now, uh, a lot of fans here still uh, have a soft spot for, him and uh, you know, was part of that ridiculous special thing, and also, you know, didn't offer him a contract formally. So, <laughs> can't even can't even call him a traitor because uh, didn't it's even true. offer him a contract.
0: It's true. It's not. It's also interesting <laughs> for me. It's fun to watch him kind of reinvent not reinvent himself, but yeah, uh, he's just watching him cuz he did struggle for a while even though his struggles were kind of fine last year. Yeah. But just watching him sort of uh, tweak how he operates. And 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 going, you know, all cutters and changeups and then two seamers when he needs to, again, especially against left-handed batters. I don't know, it's uh, uh it's fun. Uh they're they're a fun team because they are good. Benettendi is
1: stupid, just stupid. Yep. And that's another one. <laughs> and uh all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, with that, we we every week it's like we end with like this because they just keep winning. They're just they're they're steamrolling the best teams in baseball. Yeah. There, I I I actually subscribe to um uh, the Boston Globe does this cool newsletter. It's called 108 Stitches, and it's like a Red Sox newsletter, and they kind of summarize their stories, and then they'll do like a bit of a look up. Alex Spire puts it together. Uh, it's really cool, and. Talked about it so, yeah The Yankees won 100 and however many games. The the Astros won 100 and however many games. They had like a plus 260 run differential this year. <laughs> and then the Dodgers <laughs> were like they only won 92 or 93, but they won. They had like a plus 100. They scored 190 more runs than they allowed. They that's like a 103 win pace. And the Red Sox are destroying all of these teams. Destroying and and they're crushing these teams. And they lose one game to the Yankees, and it was like the world was ending in the in the division series. Yeah, David Price is a bad outing, and it's like, no, this is it. And then they lose one game to the Astros, and it's like the Astros are a dynasty in the way in the making. And then the Red Sox just roll over them. And then the Dodgers come to town with their enormous payroll and they're like this stable of great players and a hundred guys that do play every position, and they just get the f- fucking killed as well. It's it's crazy to watch. it's uh, it's something that we might. Like it's it's something that we'll, we could like remember. Like this is the kind of team that'd be like, yeah, I watched that. Those idiots, they were stupid. It was insane how good that team was. We we could well be there with the Red Sox, who Blue Jays fans watched all year long. And there's always somebody, right? The it was Brock Holt, right? Remember that he was the guy that killed the Blue Jays in meaningless game. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, here's Brock Holt pinch it grand slam. Like of all <laughs> stupid Red Sox. But uh, anyway. That's my that's my way of saying. I, uh, there is probably a way to enjoy the World Series if you're a Blue Jays fan. Yeah, if you're, you're not. not you're like probably
1: cheering for the fucking Dodgers now that you mention it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or watching the Leafs. You <laughs> well, know the buzz, hey eh? They got that power play.
1: It'll it'll I just mean, kill you. I mean, the Raptors are a thing, also.
0: Yeah, man, Kawhi Leonard, he is uh, as it turns out, uh, pretty good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Uh,
0: so yeah, that's it. There's a. I'm I'm watching basketball right now. I'm watching LeBron and. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, commercials during in this game. Lovely. Game and lovely. Even though it was made by um, overworked... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overworked drones. I uh, can't help but think that I probably should go and acquire this game. That's what they do with these big ticket games. They just make you want to buy it. Like you're missing out on a cultural moment by not acquiring it. No good. No good at all. all right, what else you got, Stoughton? What do you got coming up this week uh, at The Athletic?
1: I got a mailbag coming out tomorrow, which is going to feature uh, a lot of the talking points that I may have gone over in this podcast because it's already half written uh, about uh, Charlie Montoyo and a bunch of other things. And then uh, who knows? It's on to the next thing. I mean, the World Series may be over by next week, which means you know, was it five, ten days after the World Series? We can start getting into uh, uh, definitely qualifying offer stuff, qualifying offers, yeah, declaring free agency, picking up options going to see some more trade movement because they don't they you know it's not a real trade freeze but uh the league sort of just it doesn't work that way you don't see a lot of trades then but you know uh early november i mean if you look back at like uh when the martin signing happened when the donaldson trade was like it's uh we're we're only a couple weeks from the point of the calendar when stuff really starts happening uh i don't know if it's gonna happen for the jays this year but there will certainly be some small moves to uh to dissect uh and hopefully uh That'll just take us into fucking May. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well then there are, there are also that's that the contract tender time is right. Yeah, that's gonna be, uh, that's gonna eight, be the, the forty man for the deadline yeah.
1: and all that stuff. People keep asking me that about the mailbag and I'm just I keep being like We're gonna talk about it for like a fucking week when the day gets here, when it's like we're all, it's a week away from the deadline to protect guys from the forty man. It's like then it will be the time to start talking about who they should protect or not. Right now, I just, I just don't care. They're going. To, there are going to be some guys moving in, moving out. We'll, you know, there's no sense to me. Are you? Are you trying a, to tell me? of it right now.
0: You haven't already pre-written your rule F- rule five draft preview?
1: Must say that I haven't. Not a real uh, pre-writer.
0: I think you can get that one in the can. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I'm lucky I'm, I'm I'm it looking to get I get the fucking mailbag done by by fucking five o'clock tomorrow, so...
0: By dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. Uh, with that, I think we should say goodbye. Okay. I
0: think uh, I think that, uh, yeah, the, the World Series, the stupid lamentable Red Sox and the stupid Dodgers who are screwing it all up, uh, it still means that there are not that many baseball games left this year. So... Are, you know, uh, chore-like as watching these games can be. The alternative is no baseball. So that sucks too. Yep. That sucks even worse somehow. But anyway, his name is Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fair Fairservice. Uh, this is Birds All Day, which of course you can find, uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash birdsallday. You can hit us at uh, soundcloud.com slash birdsallday. Uh, and on Facebook and on iTunes and anywhere else. You can read Stoughton at The Athletic. You can read me sometimes at uh, Vice Canada. But for now, we will say see you later for Birds All Day.